One of the hardest jobs for a founder and CEO is to hire a great engineering team. And if you're based in the Bay, competing with the salaries of Google and Facebook does not make it any easier, which is why I'm really excited to introduce our next sponsor, Turing. Turing makes it really easy to build a software engineering team. Go to Turing.com and they will find you hand-selective top-tier engineers that can work with you on a remote basis. Turing.com is backed by Foundation Capital, Founders Fund, other execs from Google, Facebook, Amazon, and more. And they are on a path to help companies like you find a remote engineering team and not spend years doing it. So if this is interesting to you in any capacity, I would check out Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com. And when they ask you, how'd you hear about Turing, make sure to tell them you came from the Forward Thinking Founders podcast, specifically tell them Matt Sherman 6, 6 is in the month June, and get that remote engineering team today, not in six months, not in a year, today. And by the way, you get a two-week risk-free trial to give it a shot. So what are you waiting for? Go to Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com, and I'll see you over there. Now let's get into the show. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions of the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Martel Metellus, who is the co-founder, CEO of SoCo. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Going pretty well. Thanks for having me, Matt. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you you coming on. I believe, I, I, I think I found you, I believe a few people shared it on Twitter and it sounded super interesting when I looked into it. I'm like, you know, there's a lot to learn here. So I'm excited to dive into what you're working on. For people that don't know what SoCo is and haven't heard of it before, can you share what you're working on? Yeah. Um, so SoCo, and I, I know a lot of people are probably like, what is SoCo? What's the name? So initially the name came from um, the Swahili word for marketplace. So if you go search SoCo in the in the, the translator, you'll see that it does mean marketplace. And initially what it is, is a discovery network for black professionals to um, connect, collaborate, and find new opportunities, find other small businesses around them. Um, so that they can actually have access to the black community. And this also goes with allies as well who are looking to explore the black community a lot more. So let's walk through kind of a the user experience or more so just like what someone can do on this. So they, they um, I guess to start, what would someone um, be looking to do if they were signing up? Is it, can they find a job, find making friends, business connections? Can you kind of share a little bit of the, of, uh, the UX in that sense? Yeah, yeah. So initially, when someone goes on, you know, they would either identify themselves as an ally or, um, you know, a black professional or someone within the black community. And they would actually have access to other professionals around them who are black. Um, and so they'd be able to connect with them and they'd be able to, you know, message them directly. They'd be able to find them and even hopefully when Corona ends, um, connect with them physically. Um, and they would also be able to see black owned businesses around them as well. And this goes from someone who is a black professional as well as someone who considers them an ally to the black community. I'd love to hear kind of a little bit of the origin of the story and why you wanted to work on this. And then um, also like when you decided to start, why then, you know, kind of what was the impetus and you deciding to, to wanting to give uh, Soko, um, Soko a shot? 
Yeah, so this actually started last year um, in September of 2019. So initially, it was actually going to be a freelancing site, kind of like a fiver for um, Black creators to be able to find gigs to, you know, make extra money and and, um, maybe even be employed short term by bigger corporations who are looking for contract workers. But it got to a point where, you know, the demand wasn't as as good as I thought. And also the timing wasn't that great because there wasn't really like a need for it. It was more so a want. So fast forward to now, as we know, you know, police brutality, a lot of racial injustices have been occurring. And so I, I got I got a lot of requests to like get back into this project and do it. So I, I switched it over and I I initially thought it was going to be you know, more of like a social media platform or a social network for, you know, black people to express themselves and, you know, be discovered by others. But um, doing a lot of research and speaking with a lot of people, I, I found that initially what this should be is a tool to discover um, a lot of things in the black community. So for example, um, you know, if you want to go see a business that's local, if you want to, you know, find someone who is a UX designer who's black, but lives next to you you can find that easily because as we know you know a lot of social networks like linkedin they don't really have that feature that's customizable so that you can actually see someone based on their race or else they probably would get sued so you know for us i think that's the biggest differentiator um that we're more community-based and we're allowing for people to find others who look like them or people who who they're searching for that that um are a part of the black community you actually just brought up a, a really interesting point I hadn't thought about, um, but I feel like is, you know, is, is I guess a product decision in all these apps. You said like, you know, it might, you said like could be like illegal for LinkedIn to differentiate in that way. Do you think that, um, like, I, I guess if, if you were talking to the CEO of LinkedIn or any of these apps, is there any way that these giant social networks can get get around that or is it really just an opportunity for someone like Soko to be like build from the from the from the start build in a functionality there so it's not an issue once you get so big I guess I'd love to learn a little more about that challenge yeah I mean to be entirely honest I don't think it's something that they could address um, from their platform just because of how sensitive it is um, to the underrepresented groups so you know with this 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 is an opportunity for and i see social networks changing over time because you know facebook is still alive to be honest because of its groups um it, you know it segments people in terms of groups allows for people to create certain groups you know and i now see community-based social networks emerging and soco is going to be one of them to be able to you know kind of bring together groups of people uh, based on race and actually have them connect with each other and also allow for other people to find them easily. Um, that is something that I, I don't believe LinkedIn would be able to um, address as, as a problem. Um, because again, if, if we look at you know the black community as a whole, we're very disconnected. We don't really have a place to find each other and connect very quickly. And also a lot of people who are looking for black professionals in terms of you know companies, they're not able to search those those types of parameters on a LinkedIn again for those legal purposes and they're so big now that you know they they probably receive a lot of backlash for that so you know me being you know uh, uh, a black founder somebody who is of the, the community it's more so um, it's it's a lot easier to implement that and it will be welcomed 
uh, in a better way. No, for sure. That, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it opens up like, like a pretty, a pretty great opportunity for you to build, you know, a, a massive business. Yeah. How do you, how do you think about growing just growth in general? I'd love to add, I, you know, I love founders takes on like the way they think about spreading the word about their startups, you know, different acquisition channels. Um, for you, like, how do you think about, um, about growing Soko and spreading the word? Uh, um, what are channels that you like to tackle? Yeah. So I, I like to tackle some of the channels that are more, um, professional in nature to a certain extent. So like Twitter has been really uh, big in spreading the word for Soko. I think it grew, the the Soko channel grew the most on Twitter um, over something like Instagram, where I I think the purpose is is a lot different. It's more so geared towards entertainment. Um, Facebook is kind of like an in-between. You don't really have much, many, you know, professional activities going on, more so like a a casual environment. So Twitter and LinkedIn have been the two biggest um, drivers of growth. But the way I'm looking at it now is that I I have to start very small. And while this is going to be just for the black community to start, I do want to be able to scale it so that we take on, you know, the, the Latino community. So, you know, bringing more, more underrepresented groups together as well. Um, but in terms of growth, I am starting very small and through word of mouth to be able to get that first test group, um, kind of solidify what those core features of the product are going to be. Um, because right now I can say it's just a hypothesis. It's not something that has been confirmed. So, you know, running a lot of iterative processes behind the initial uh, prototype product will be essential to significant growth once we get that right. I feel like to a outsider to tech, just like someone that wants to like day one wants to break into tech, they like the, the thought of where to get users and network online is LinkedIn because it's like the professional network. But you just mentioned the mo- the best channel for you is Twitter. And I I also am a huge fan of Twitter for various reasons. I'm curious, what have been, I don't know, what have, what have you found on Twitter that has been different from some of these other platforms? Um, and I guess, what are some of your strategies on Twitter that have helped you with, um, that have helped with user acquisition? Or is it just kind of sharing it when you, when you get the opportunity? I guess, how do you use Twitter, I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, so I, I think a, a big a big benefit, and I, I believe this for all founders, if you're looking to grow on these, these channels, it's important to have your own brand. Um, so it's important that you, you have been, you know, kind of improving your, your social capital on these different platforms so that you're able to have a, a wider audience because it's pretty cool to go on Twitter and, and put out a poll and see what people actually want and actually get a significant result from that. So I've been using, you know, Twitter as more so a survey tool, funny enough, um, to be able to get insight quickly. Um, you know, I'll, I'll put out a poll and 50 to 100 people will, will answer that poll and I'll get a significant um, grasp of what people truly want. And also just in terms of word of mouth, something as open as Twitter, you know, the algorithms are, are less daunting as a, an Instagram or even a Facebook. So you're able to reach a wider audience um, because of how Twitter's algorithms work. LinkedIn is another great one because traffic is 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 not as much as a lot of these well-known platforms. So you know, being on LinkedIn, you get that organic traffic. Even if you put something out to the public timeline, you're able to get a response. Like even for Soko, I got a, I got great responses on LinkedIn as well because not only have I been present on the platform, so people kind of recognize me, but also the algorithm allows for whatever um, content I put out to be viewed at a greater rate. 
Yeah, that makes sense. It's just kind of whatever you can find that works. I, I feel like in, in, in a decade, I'll, I, I won't say I'll write a book, but like I will do something to just describe how important Twitter was to my like professional development and breaking into tech. I don't know what I don't know what it is about Twitter, but it's just like oh man, I love. I'm so addicted. I spend way too much time on Twitter, but luckily, you know, it's like it's it's half fun, but it also like as you mentioned, it is building that social capital, the reputation, every follower you get, you know, stuff like that. Um, so what wh- one last question before we kind of go into the, the the last few as you build out soco what are some of the things you spend most of your time on like right now is it fostering community that you have is it finding new members is it building software partnerships i just curious like a day in the life of the founder of you know of soco yeah um so to be honest it's 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 a it's a long day in the life to be honest i i start off you know, obviously I still have a nine to five. I still have a job. I do software sales. So that is something that I'm, I'm focused on in the beginning of the day, but I also, you know, have the rest of the day to work on Soko. And the biggest thing that I am working on right now is more product design um, and customer development. So understanding what a user would want um, and actually getting out there, getting out of the building and speaking with a lot of different people, um, figuring out exactly what features will be necessary for that prototype that gets developed, you know, managing meetings with, you know, my co-founder as well as other team members that, that are working on this with me. Um, so keeping that communication almost twice a week, uh, and overall just, just getting a lot of information, uh, from potential users that I would find on these social networks, um, to be able to craft a better experience and working on those user flows. So right now it's interesting because as a founder, uh, you don't have one specific role, so you you have to do a lot of different things. You know, one day my hands on product design, one day my hands on marketing, one day my hands on you know trying to understand the engineering. Even though I'm not a developer, you know, I still have to be able to participate in those conversations. So it's very interesting. For sure, yeah, and uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it, I you know appreciate your candor in that. You know, saying that the days are long, I feel like a lot of people look at startups and they're like. Oh yeah, I'll just like start it. It'll grow and like I'll make a lot of money. I'm like, nah, it's 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 work. It's work, you know, on the side at first and full time. Well, you know, let's look out. Let's say at some point you you get to do this full time. You maybe raise you know money, employee. You know what? You know, just like it all happens. And you know, a decade from now, um, you have this giant company that, that that's very successful. I'm curious, what is what does that look like? I guess in other words, I mean, another way to ask the question is, what's your vision for Soco, and what would you like it to look like in a decade? Yeah, in a decade, I would like it to be the hub for all underrepresented people to be able to find each other, to be sharing information, to be getting opportunities for companies to literally look at this platform as the Bible for finding underrepresented people in their industries and and hire them. Um, I just want this to be a go-to platform for all underrepresented communities to be able to come together, share resources, and overcome, you know, the racial injustices, the economic injustices that exist in our country today. And in order to make that happen, you you might need some, eventually some employees, maybe some investors, definitely users and customers. But the last thing you'll absolutely need is some help from the forward thinking founders community. (laughs) So for my my last question for you um, is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Is there an ask that you have um, that can help you further along your, your vision and mission and make your life a little easier today? I guess, how can we help? 
Man, I, I mean, to be honest, the biggest thing I would like is just feedback. I mean, just feedback on, on what you've heard, you know, if there are any different, you know, ideas that could possibly push this forward in a more effective manner, um, or just understanding what people want. If you're somebody of color who is, who is listening to this, you know, I would love your insight. Even someone who considers them an ally, I'd like your insight as well. Um, insight to me right now is, is way more valuable than capital um, because I'm, I'm able to understand things. And the faster I understand, the faster I can build and the faster I can grow and the faster I can raise money. So, you know, just reaching out to me and, and you know, asking me questions, you know, being curious, trying to understand what I'm doing will help my, my life tremendously uh, because that's kind of what I'm, I'm doing right now. But yeah, that's my, my biggest ask. And then for my final question, if someone wanted to connect with you on Twitter or find your website or email you or any way to connect, how can they find your website? How can they find you online and where can they connect? Yeah. So for me, uh, my Twitter is uh, at Martel, M-A-R-T-E-L, Metellus, M-E-T-E-L-L-U-S, no spaces. Um, You could also find me on LinkedIn. It's my first and last name, Martel Metellus. You can find me through my email, which is my first and last name at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, that, those are the main platforms that you can, you can reach me. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing what you're working on with us. And best of luck making that vision happen. I'll definitely be watching. Hopefully some people from the community can help out with some feedback. So thanks for coming on. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Matt. Thanks for having me. All right, thank you for tuning in to that episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I really want to thank our sponsors of today's episode, Turing, for supporting June's episodes of Forward Thinking Founders. If you are a startup founder or a CEO and have any need for technical talent or need an engineering team, specifically a remote engineering team, I highly encourage you to check out Turing.com and see what they can do for you. They have a two-week risk-free trial where you can check out what they have going on and if you go over to turing.com t-u-r-i-n-g.com tell them matt sherman sent you tell them matt sherman six six being the month of june thanks for listening to today's episode and i'll see you tomorrow peace